Hi, I'm Jamie Catania of Shovel the Sidewalk. We're a marketing firm in Buffalo, New York, building brands and creating advertising for small businesses. And we utilize the power of authentic storytelling. That's why we created Sidewalk Talk. It's a way for thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and experts to share stories of inspiration, information, and education, especially to those that are living through this crazy time that we're experiencing right now. And today I have on the show assistant linebacker coach for the University at Buffalo, Mike Peters. Mike Peters, thanks for being on the show. How's everything going? I'm doing great, man. Trying to make the best of the situation. You know, it's, it's tough times, but it's a, it's a great opportunity to be on the, your podcast today. You know, we've known each other for a while, man. It's, it's kind of crazy to see how things come full circle. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, man, I, I know you've, you, you have a very interesting story in the sense that, you know, you, you played sports your whole life. You always had that innate ability to be able to just be a natural leader, uh, even with the older kids. I remember when we played high school football and, you know, you became a coach. So I, I, I'm hoping you would share right now with the audience your journey to become a coach. You know, it's interesting because uh, when I was in high school and we knew each other in high school playing football together at Kemmer West uh, here in Buffalo, I was also coaching for um, a company called Kids Play, which is based out of Kemmer. And I was coaching soccer and flag football and, and hockey. And at the time, I didn't really know that I was going to wind up being a college football coach. I just knew that I loved teaching. I loved, you know, impacting, impacting kids. So I wind up you know, having an opportunity to go on and, and play college football. Uh, I, went to Lake, I went to Lake Forest College in Chicago, Division three school. Um, I wanted to get away. I wanted a different experience. Um, and in those four years, I kind of, I met some people all over the country, Texas, Florida, California, made friends, relationships with people that I never would have thought in when I was in high school that I would have had the opportunity to do. Um, and in those four years, too, I've also realized that in those four years of college, I realized that I really wanted to, to make an impact in what I was going to do. I didn't, I didn't want to go in and, and just go and be, um, you know, working at a desk and nothing against doing that. I really wanted to make sure that I was going to make a lasting impact. So, you know, after that fourth year at Lake Forest, I, I had my fun. I had a great time. And, you know, Coach Catanzaro, my head coach, he, he, was, a, he was a tough love coach, um, but he really had your best interest in mind. And in my senior year, my spring, he asked me to come out and, and coach the receivers, which is where I played, played receiver. Um, asked me to coach the receivers for that spring. And it was kind of an interesting dynamic because when you're a player and you're trying to coach guys that you played with and that you hang, hang out with on the weekend, it's, a, it's tough. But in that spring, I really realized that if you can coach your friends and you can, and you can find a way to, to connect with them and show them that you have their best interests in mind when you're coaching them, that you, know, you can do this for a living. So I felt really passionate about it when I was doing it for free. Uh, and I talked to my head coach. And I was like, hey, this is what I want to do. This is, this is really what I want to do. And I really had one opportunity. It was one opportunity I had with a former Lake Forest College player, um, Coach Langhoff, um, who's now at Beloit College in Wisconsin um, he, as the defensive coordinator. And I went to McMurray College in, in Southern Illinois, which is a small school. It was 500, ki 500 kids at this school, man. 90 kids on, are on the football team. So when I went there – um, I wore many hats, uh, whether it be with academics, coaching the receivers, head equipment guy, washing jerseys on Saturday nights, you know, you had your hands and everything. Um, so when I was doing that, I, I was like, man, I didn't know this was, I didn't know this is what coaching was, uh, which a lot of, and I'll get into that in a little bit here is 
I think coaching is a little misperceived of all the stuff that goes into it. It's about 10% of the job is actually on-field coaching. A lot of it's mentoring and stuff. But anyway, so that first year, I was only at McMurray for 10 months. It was, it was in the middle of uh, Southern Illinois. Uh, I met a lot of great people, but I'm a city guy, and I really wanted to be back in Chicago. So I had some friends that I also got into coaching. One of them uh, was the defensive line uh, graduate assistant at Concordia University, Chicago. It's about nine miles west of downtown Chicago. Um, I wound up having an interview there um, for the receivers uh, for for the receiver graduate assistant coach. So took the, I got to add the interview. I did well enough. I got the job, um, and I wound up working for a guy named James Kiernan, and uh, one of my mentors to the day, like one of the best guys in the in the industry for sure. Uh, he'll do anything for you, uh, you know, if you work hard for him. So I worked for him for three years from 2015, to 2017, um, was a receiver GA, coached a bunch of great kids, made some really good relationships there. And during that time, man, like, and we'll talk, I know you want to talk about philosophy. We'll get into that in a little. During that time, I kind of figured out who I wanted to be as a coach. You know, I, I felt like that first, those first two years, I was just going through the motions, teaching the plays, teaching the fundamentals, wins and losses. And then you realize, like, what do you bring to the table that's beyond that? Like, what do you bring into the guys, like, post-football field? Um, and I started reading books, man. Like, started really getting into, like, what can I do to make myself better for the guys? Um, you know, reading books, a um, bunch of them that I can give you. Um, you know, but, you know, so during those last two years at Concordia, I really, like, kind of expanded where I wanted to see myself in this career. Um, and I kind of – I read a book called Chase the Lion by Mark Batterson. Uh, probably impacted my life the most out of any book. It was just timing. A lot of reading books is about timing, um, you know, and I, I've gone back and read that book again, uh, and it, it hit me differently. Um, so they, that's a part of my philosophy too. But the biggest thing with that was like the book talked about, you know, have God, have God-sized dreams so that, you know, it's not just you. It, something else has to impact you. So my point is I started reaching out to coaches in the industry at the division one level um, that were, um, you know, where I wanted to be. Uh, reached out to probably 125 coaches. Um, there's 128 programs in the country at FBS level. So FCS coaches as well, I reached out to. My point being this, I was trying to get and seek knowledge from these guys and how they got there, what their path was, try to do my research on, you know, how they got to where they wanted to be. Um, and I only got a few responses, probably got 10 to 15 responses. But one of those responses had led to an opportunity at the University of Buffalo. Uh, Rabbi Anello, who's the associate head coach at UB and receivers coach uh, right now, uh, mentor of mine, uh, you know, great guy. And he, he um, allowed me to come into UB when I was working at Concordia uh, over a summer break. And we talked receiver play and, um, you know, really soaked up a lot from him. Um, you know, and during that three, four hour time, like, you know, he had asked me when my graduation date was for um, Concordia. You know, and I was like, there's no way he's like actually going to call me when I graduate. Well, fast forward some time, I, he reached out to me in December or January of 2017. Um, it would have been 2018 of January, but he called me. I'm like, and I'm in my kitchen and I look at my phone and it's Rabbi Anello. I'm like, he's, he's actually calling me. So I picked up the phone and he didn't know I was back in Buffalo. He thought I was still in Chicago. Um, you know, so I wound up having an opportunity to come in and, and interview for a position on staff. And, um, you know, I was super nervous. Like imagine going into, you know, you're from Buffalo, you go into the building there and you're trying to make your best impression and, um, you know, wound up 
being offered an opportunity to work with the running backs as what's called a quality control coach. And um, different for me, I got, I got out of my comfort zone right away. I've always done receivers. So I worked with the running backs in the 2018 season, spring of 2018 and um, fall of 2018. Um, and it was a phenomenal experience. I mean, I don't know who, I don't know who follows University of Buffalo football, um, but 2018, we won 10 games, um, went to the MAC championship game, had a tough loss. And then we went to the uh, Dollar General Bowl, uh, tough loss again to Troy. But like, it's just that, that, that season, I was, I was working for nothing. Um, you know, and I, and I guess I want to try to explain, like, it's worth it. Like, if you really want to do it, like, I, I you kind of got to pay your dues in this, you know, career. And uh, it was worth it working a job on the side at a restaurant, hustling, you know, doing Uber, doing Lyft, you know, selling stuff on Facebook Marketplace, like, how we got to pay the bills. Um, so, and then after that year, I uh, was able to move into an off the field role uh, as a, uh, basically, it's, it's an academic role where it's called the director of player development. So I was able to work with the guys and help them make sure they're on track for graduating on track for keeping a, uh, not just a good GPA, but above our standard, you know, trying to make sure that we're, you know, taking the next step. And then I was in that role for four months. And then I was fortunate enough, Coach Leipold was able to, was offered me in a, a position to work with the linebackers. Now this is a, everyone's kind of got that crossword of like, hey, you know, I've never done that before. Like, am I going to be able to succeed in that? And um, I didn't, I never coached defense before. And I'm just being transparent with everyone is, you know, you know, I've been a receiver my whole life, coached the running backs in 18. And then, you know, I had an opportunity to, to really learn the other side of football. And what I was able to learn is that, you know, if you throw yourself into something like that, you take that leap of faith, you know, and you trust yourself and you trust the people you're around and you really try to soak up information. Um, you know, it's probably the best thing that I've done in my six years of coaching so far is going to defense and really learning through a different perspective. So since April of 2019, I've been the linebackers graduate, graduate assistant coach. Essentially, I'm the assistant to the linebacker coach, Chris Simpson, um, who's been a great mentor to me as well. Um, so I've been as the, the linebacker graduate assistant at UB since April of 2019. And then this past season um, was awesome. We had the number one ranked defense in the MAC number nine ranked defense in the country. Uh, we have all of them basically coming back besides a few guys. And I'm just excited. It's just a great opportunity to be home and, and do what I love. And, you know, that's a little bit of, there's some more details to the story, but I just want to make it as short as possible for you, James. No, that that's great, man. And I definitely want you to, to go more into your philosophies of what it means to be a good coach, because as you know, whether you're coaching, you know, younger kid, when, when you were a younger kid being coached, you had the coaches that screamed at you that didn't really show any empathy. And then you had the other coaches that, you know, they got your back, you know, they, they held you up when, when times were tough. What, what's your mindset when you're coaching people, especially those that are like closer to your, to your age? So Jamie, what's cool about the position I'm in right now is so the first four years of when I was in coaching, I was running a room. So I was the lead guy that was coordinating, you know, watching film and, and giving tests and, um, you know, giving feedback. And when I got to UB, you, you go from the division three football level to FBS and as a quality control coach and as a GA, like you're taking the back seat. So I've been able to really sit back and watch numerous position coaches, how they run a room and how they are able to really, um, you know, trigger their guys to, to go into, to grind, to go into, to get through a practice and, and get better. And that 1% every day, we talk about it at UB, it's, 
you know, we talk about this, we talk about this is the difference, you know, every day, you know, show up like this is the difference in a game, win or loss. Uh, we've been there. We've been in the one point losses. And so having that mindset, but, um, you know, to philosophy wise, man, it's that these past two years have changed how I see how you really need to be like water. You got to adapt. You got to be adaptable to your guys because each player is different. Each player comes from a different background. Each player has come from a different coaching staff in high school, whether they were, you know, glorified or they were, had a coach that really got on them. Um, but when you, when you come to our program at UB, Coach Libel really does a great job of making sure that the guys we bring in are guys that fit our program, guys that want to work, guys that might be an underdog, have been an underdog, didn't get that power five offer, you know, and have come in and, and really worked hard and been all in on it, not just 90%, 110%. Um, you know, Jared Patterson's our starting running back and James Patterson's twin brothers are, is our, is our middle linebacker. And I worked with the running backs 2018 and work for the linebackers right now. And those two, feed off each other and they're on different sides of the ball. So they're always leveling up, but just philosophy wise, like just to get back to what you, what you're, what you're touching on for me, you know, how I see it is you have to build relationships. You have to be principle centered. And I talked about reading books and there's a, um, there's a book by Stephen Covey. All of his books have been really, really good that I read so far. Um, the seven habits of um, highly effective people, uh, principle centered leadership, you know, you have to be able to have standards, and you can't let those waver, you know, no matter the player and how good they are, because at the end of the day, like your trust throughout the whole room, if you're coaching 15 guys, if you let one thing slip for the, the guy that is playing most of the snaps and then the guy that's not playing at all, he does something similar. It's kind of it's kind of tough to to have the have the, the trust and the respect and having their best interest in mind too. you know, having conversations beyond football for me and a lot of the coaches in our staff, like building building relationships that are beyond the field have trans transcended to, to success on the field, you know? So when we talk about relationships and we talk about what are you going to, what are you doing outside of football to get better? They, the, the players know that it's all in their best interest. Um, the best part about that academic role, Jamie was that was the first time since being at UB, I was able to sit down with pretty much every player on the offense and really get to know them, like where, like background, you know, what gets you motivated, you know, like, where do you see yourself in five years, questions like that. And then when you ask those type of questions, you're able to really dig deeper on the field and say, Hey, you know, where you want to be like, this is not getting you there. You know, you told me five years from now, you want to be, you know, whether it be in the NFL, well, those aren't going to, those actions aren't going to get you to where your destination that you say you want to be. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's really about relationships. You know, I'm, I'd say I'm a relationship centered coach. Like if you, you got to be able to build the relationships and find a way to get to that next level for that potential. And that, and that's not just football. I think if you're in an office setting, like you need to really get to know the people that are in your office, because if you want to get the best out of them and they, you want to, you want them to work for a common goal, you have to be able to know what gets them going and why they do things. A lot of people say, you know, what's your why? Um, Eric Thomas is a motivational speaker and maybe five years ago, six years ago, I mean, it might even be longer than that. When I was in college, he, his videos started becoming popular and the, what's your why thing really hit home with me. Like what's my why? It's like my family, my brother, 
you know, so like I do this, like when stuff gets hard working long hours and, you know, work 15 hour days, sometimes longer in the, in the season, like, why are you doing this? Like, what's the purpose? What gets you out of bed? So like talking to your, whether it be employees or your players or your other coaches you're working with, like what gets you going? Like what, what gets you going on the first poll? Um, Coach K or OC guy works for with the running backs. He always talks to our running backs about let's go on the first pull, like a lawnmower. Like when you're starting up a lawnmower, first pull, like there should be no second pull, like come to practice and get going on the first pull. And it should be the same way. Um, you know, when you show up and work, you should be enthused. You should be ready to go. And if you're not enthused, you owe it to your teammates to show you that you're enthused because, you know, they're here to, to work on the common goal. So, um, you know, some days you have a bad day and some days you're going through stuff off the field. And I think that's something that, um, a quote that I also took from Coach K is, you know, if you're not enthused, better better show you're enthused, um, you know, and, and, and fake it until you really get into it. Um, and then people feed off that. So um, just philosophy-wise, Jamie, I'd, I'd say that that's really wraps it up. You know, I, I think that, you know, being a mentor, you know, to your players, but not only like anyone that seeks out, you know, mentorship, like don't pass up the guy that hits you up in your Twitter DMs or, you know, give them a few minutes of your time because you never know if that guy's going to be the next head coach um, of, you know, of the LA Rams, you know, I don't know how much you're following, you know, NFL football, but Sean McVay was the youngest head coach hired and he was like 32, you know, and I'm sure, and there's guys that work for him that are 50, you know, so you don't ever know, you know, who's going to be the guy that gets his break. So for me, like I, I do try to take advantage of guys that are, you know, trying to get better. And if you see that and guys are genuine about reaching out for time, like I'm all about it. I think it's, I think it's awesome. Cause like I told you before, how I started, you know, washing jerseys on Saturday nights after games in the middle of Southern Illinois in a town of 6,000. Like I, we all, we all start somewhere. All, everyone's got their humble beginnings. And for me, it, it, you know, I, I like when guys that are at the division three level or D2 FCSA, like I want to pick your brain on some stuff. I think that, that shows a lot about, um, you know, their, their character and where they want to be in the profession. So I'd, I'd say that kind of wraps up the philosophy thing. I'm sure I can go on for, for hours, but. Um, oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. you're, you're, you're giving back because those, there's people that have done that for you to get Correct. to where you're at. You know, you weren't afraid to ask for help and, you know, they gave you the, the time and that's what you're doing right now. You're, you're opening yourself up to those that, you know, may want to be in a similar position as you, that you're a resource for them. You're going to give your time to give your best advice so they don't have to repeat maybe the same mistakes and, you know, they can go on the road to success. You're, you're also right now going for your second master's degree. Um, I, I'm hoping uh, you, you could also share, we're going to wrap this up shortly. Yeah. How, you know, how do you maintain this, this, this lifestyle of not only being a coach, but, you know, you got a life. So how are you, how are you doing all this right now? What's your, what's your advice to those that are in school right now? They're also working. Share your secret. Um, find time. You know, there's so many little pockets where we say we don't have time and you gotta, you gotta prepare. You got, you have to sit down and you have to look at your week ahead on a Sunday, just like everyone's meal prepping and stuff, which I'm sure I can do a better job of. But um, I try to look at my week as a whole and I try to say, okay, like what is coming ahead? What do I got to prepare for? What assignments and stuff? 
now school-wise, man, I know I can do better. Um, you know, it's tough with a job, with this job, just because in the fall and even in the spring, we have essentially two seasons. We have our season in the fall, starts in August, goes through November. And then we have our spring season, which is we have 15 practices. Um, and with this, with this career, like there's a, there's turnover, there's guys that leave for other jobs and the slack has to be picked up. There's no, there's no, you can't look left or right. You just got to get it done. The job has to get done just like it was if you had everyone on your staff. So for, you know, there's no secret to it, man. It's just, you got to figure it out. You got to get up early and you got to stay up late. Um, you do have to get your sleep. You have to try to get as, you know, the quality sleep that you need. Um, but I'd say the biggest thing is just asking for help. Um, you know, that's swallowing your part, swallowing your pride and, you know, talking to your professors and saying, Hey, you know, this is, this is kind of what's going on. This is what I'm balancing. And some will be understanding and some won't. Some, some will just say, figure it out. Like, mm -hmm. but if you don't swallow your pride and try to figure a plan out with that professor, Hey, this is what I have going on. This is maybe I'm working this many hours or, you know, I'm, I'm able to, I'm not able to submit stuff on a Wednesday, but I can submit it on a Friday, you know, having some flexibility and understanding. Um, you know, I, if you're going through the same situation as me, you're going for your master's and you're working full time. Um, you know, the planning is for sure important, but make sure that you're doing something that you really are passionate about. If you're going back for your master's, um, my first master's was in sports administration. Uh, I got that from Concordia university, Chicago, graduated in 17. Uh, right now I'm in educational studies. So, um, it's online, which is, which, which helps. Um, but it's also tough because you have to be really strategic about it. You have to be intentional um, with your daily actions. So, um, you know, I'm I trying to catch up on some stuff right now to finish out this semester. But, um, you know, I, I just realized the one thing I didn't touch on philosophy-wise is, like, being intentional. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people, even myself, even recently, as of six months ago, I'd say I was always, you know, shooting from the hip. I was always kind of on the, on the go. And I didn't really have a plan. I was just trying to put out fires as they came. I was being reactive instead of being proactive. And, you know, the more proactive you can be and, you know, looking ahead at future fires, um, you know, the more productive you'll be. So, you know, getting ahead of the curve uh, is something that has helped with organization and, and stuff like that. So I'd, I'd say that that'd be a huge, uh, you know, tool for people is just, you know, really try to look not just a week ahead, look two months ahead. Okay. How do I make my life better by doing, you know, maybe one thing, you know, every day, you know, that is going to add up, you know, that compound interest. So it's, it's, uh, it adds up. That's for sure. All valuable information. Mike, thanks again for being on the show. I really appreciate it. I think, uh, you know, for those that want to reach out to you, maybe the best way, uh, LinkedIn, right? Just search Mike Peters. Yeah, LinkedIn. Um, you can you can follow me on Twitter. Um, it's UB underscore Coach Peters. Um, yeah, I mean, anyone that wants to, you know, talk, you know, I got a bunch of, I mean, between books and, you know, young coaches, if you want to reach out, I'm more than ha I'm more than happy to talk, um, you know, with this pandemic, a little more time than normal. Um, we'd be just finishing up spring ball uh, if we were still in season uh, or up at the campus, but working remotely, working ahead to try to get ready for the fall and the uh, 2020 season, but uh, any help I can offer anyone, uh, please feel free to reach out um, through LinkedIn or, or Twitter. We'll, we'll chop it up on some football and, and some philosophy stuff. Absolutely. Thanks, Mike. Uh, for those listening, uh, 
Thank you for listening. You can, you can stream all of our podcasts by visiting shovelthesidewalk.com. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other streaming players. Uh, if you or you know somebody that has a story to share, feel free to reach out. We're always open to having people sharing stories of inspiration, motivation, and education. Um, Mike, thanks again for being on the show. And this has been Sidewalk Talk.